What's up, you guys? I'm Anya. And I'm Kylie. And this is Two Degrees Hotter, the post-grad podcast where we get real about life after college every Tuesday. Hello, everyone. Happy Tuesday. So this is actually editing Kylie here right now to let you know that we had a little bit of mess up with our audio. Specifically, my microphone didn't seem to connect. While we were recording this episode, we do have some backup audio that I put in a little bit into the episode. So hopefully that quality is a bit better. But for this first few minutes, I'd say the first probably 20-ish minutes of the recording, my audio is a little off so please excuse that like we said some sort of weird disconnect happened and we'll make sure to be on the lookout for it when we record in the future but yeah enjoy the episode sorry again for the audio i think you can still understand what i'm saying but just as a warning that is why i sound like i'm kind of on the phone (laughs) all right enjoy the episode hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of two degrees hotter hey besties welcome back Love I'm obsessed it. with saying that. I feel like it's so Same. funny. Same. Welcome back. Yes. So this week we are going to talk about manifestation, planning for the future. We've got a lot of changes happening in our own lives. So good motivation to discuss. <laughs> yeah. And I think also like life is semi going back to normal or like a little bit of normal. Um, so for those of you that may have been thinking, like, I'll just get to something when quarantine, when COVID ends, like now's the time to start working toward those goals, manifesting those goals. And we're here to help. We're pretty new to manifesting. So we're going to like learn together. Um, yeah, I'm excited for this one. Yes. And if you're a skeptic, I still encourage you to stick around because I think we take a pretty like science-based approach. (laughs) I feel like we're not like, I mean, I think we're a little bit woo-woo trust the universe, but I think like what we've put together for this episode is a little more grounded in fact. So yeah, I think we like are realistic, but have like faith in the universe, if that makes sense. So you'll see what we mean. (laughs) Yeah. Also, if you guys are new here, whenever we get a new five-star review, we read it on the air and we definitely want to do more of those. And I feel like it's annoying when, I don't know, like podcasters or YouTubers or anyone just like asks you to do something without providing like the rationale. So I guess it's important for us to say why it's important. So I think for us, the reason that getting good reviews is so important is because it helps get the podcast name out there which in turn helps us get better guests. I think it's also good to get any sort of feedback and hear what you guys like about the show because obviously if we know that you like it, then we're going to keep giving you that type of content or style episode or whatever it may be. So we love hearing from you guys. So it takes like two seconds to just leave that review if you're enjoying the podcast and we will appreciate you until the end of time. That we will. Let's move into our segment starting with the week in review. So if you guys listened to our last episode, you would know that I am officially moving into a new apartment. Well, I'm moving out of my parents' house into an apartment. (laughs) That made it sound like I already live in an apartment. I don't. I live at my parents' house and I'm going to move to an apartment, Um, which is very exciting, I will say. But I feel like the last few weeks have been just really full of packing and buying and spending so much money, Mm -hmm. which I'm like... (laughs) I was going to say fiscally conservative. That's not true. I'm like financially conservative. You're frugal. 
You're frugal. Yeah, I guess, relatively. So I'm just not used to like dropping tons of money at once. And I know that this is like a necessary evil. And it's like still kind of fun because we're like buying furniture and stuff that's going to last us a while. But it's just a lot at one time. Yeah. But I keep reminding myself like this is literally what I was saving for this last year that I was working full time during the pandemic. Like it's okay that we have some expenses up front. So yeah, but it's been quite stressful. We I've just been like basically every minute that I'm not working on something, finding something else to pack. And we went to Ikea, which was literally so fun. It was um, Grant's first time going to Ikea. And we were when we were pulling up, I don't know if you've been, Kylie, to the one near us. I've never been to an Ikea either. Oh my God. So. so they have it set up like, you know, like if you're driving into like Disney World and there's like signs for like what lane you should be in for like what hotel you're staying in. Yeah. It's like basically that, but like to enter oh Ikea God. from like a mile away, like you start seeing the signs and you're like, oh my God. And he was like, what is this? Like Universal Studios? And we like pulled up and it's humongous and there's all the flags and we had a great time, but it's kind of interesting because I think during normal times like you can roam around the store in whatever order you want but during COVID they had like a one-way situation order thing and so it made it kind of hard because if we remembered that we wanted something after we passed it we had to go through like the whole store again so we basically ended up walking through this like 200,000 square foot place like four times we found a couch that we liked but they didn't have it in stock apparently that's a big problem right now a lot of furniture is out of stock just like around the world which is like supply chain issues and whatever so we're still looking for a couch, but hopefully we find one. I think by the time this episode is out, we will already be moved in, but send me good vibes. I find this process very stressful, but I know it will pay off. So that's what's new for me. But Kylie has a bigger announcement, <laughs> so I will pass the mic. I'm like, I don't have that big of an announcement. <laughs> I was kind of surprised that you were you were just like sneaking it in like this. I feel like we're hyping it up. I'm like, what's it going to be? But yeah, well, to just continue to hype for a little while longer, I feel like it makes sense. Just like bring it up because this really is what's been going on in my life recently. Mm -hmm. But I will be doing a full episode on this as well to explain it further because it is kind of a big deal. So I have decided to take a leave of absence from law school. I did a whole episode called why I almost dropped out of law school. <laughs> Is anyone surprised? <laughs> so, like, if anyone's super surprised, like, uh, your girl can talk in hyperbole, but she simply wasn't in that episode. So, I just, I don't want to get too much into it in this episode, because like I said, I do want to talk about it, but it was to a point where, like, I was actually, like, unhealthy and mm. not taking care of myself and, like, really, really, really struggling with my mental health that, you know, the kind of support system that I built at my law school was, like, I think that you should probably pull the plug now and give yourself some time. So that is what I did. I am on leave officially. I sent in the form at the beginning of this week that we're recording oh, this episode. That. Yeah, so I am officially on leave. I'll go into all the details, kind of what led to me making this decision, what the process was like. But I think my main thing is just like, only you know yourself well enough to know when these decisions are right. And I think you know, you shouldn't act on impulse. And like anytime your gut tells you to do something, I'm not saying that you should just like rip it apart, especially when it's something as big as this. But I think that my gut kept telling me the same thing for a really long time mm -hmm. to the point where I was like, I actually can't like ignore it anymore. I really should listen to this if it's like consistently telling me that I'm not in the right place right now. So yeah, that's happening. I was just telling Anya that <laughs> I want to vlog like my days just like figuring my life out because I'm basically starting like I just graduated undergrad where I you know I have work over the summer um so I have like kind of a next plan but I'm going to start applying to full-time jobs 
and just like really figuring out what I want to do, where I want to go from here, if I ever want to go back to law school. Yeah, so it's a it's scary. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm very scared all of the time. And kind of yesterday was the first time that I was like, holy shit, like <laughs> I really did it's that. Over. Yeah, that's crazy. But on the same side, like this is the most excited I've felt in a really long time. And I do think that I made the right choice. I think it's good for me. I'm glad that I took a leave of absence and didn't withdraw because I'll tell you what, like I at first was like, I'm just withdrawing. Like I'm done here. This is fine. And everyone was like, leave of absence is a possibility and you can come back. So I chose that because, you know, a year ago, I didn't think I would be taking a leave of absence from law school. So I don't want to assume that a year from now, I'm not going to want to go back. So yeah, look out for an episode on that. Yeah. Because I will go more into depth. Because obviously this is like, (laughs) warrants more than a quick five minutes at the beginning of a manifestation episode. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like it was a very dark time for you but it's opening the door to like a really exciting time and I feel like I just don't want the listeners to be like oh this is like so random and like they're taking it so lightly because like that really wasn't the case at all like this was like a lot of build-up behind the scenes that like you guys weren't hearing about (laughs) yeah it was a lot like literally a lot of build-up since I would say like October Mm -hmm. of the first semester and I think for me like first of all no one wants to hear every single week on a podcast like hey everybody still hating law school (laughs) (laughs) because people are going to be like okay sister like either leave or like figure out how to like it and also like this is something that I want to say now and I want to make sure it comes across in the episode but like I am not trying to fear monger I'm not trying to tell anyone not to go to law school I had a ton of people tell me before like in undergrad don't go to law school it'll be the worst decision you ever made should I have maybe listened to them for my personal experience? Maybe. But I don't want to be one of those people that's like, don't go to law school. It's the worst choice ever. Like, if you want to be a lawyer, go to law school. A hundred percent. If you are like, I don't see myself doing anything besides being a lawyer, you should go to law school and you will get through and you'll be fine and you'll thrive. I think a lot of it for me was, do I even want to be a lawyer? And law school is really, really hard when you're not even sure that you want to do it. So I'll get more into that. But this isn't me trying to like, I'm not going to turn into the girl that's like, don't go to law school. It's the worst choice you'll ever make. Like, it's horrible and terrible. Because if you want to be a lawyer, like I am going to be rooting for you on the sidelines. And, you know, all the friends that I've talked to, I've been like, I am rooting for you guys so hard. Like, I want you guys to be so successful and you guys are going to be the best lawyers. And I would have made a good lawyer, but I just don't think it's what I want to do. So that's what I'm taking the time to figure out. And it's going to be good. And I've been doing a lot of manifesting. So it's very relevant for this episode. So I'll talk a little bit about that when we get into the main portion. So pretty big moves happening all around. Yeah, true. (laughs) Um, So let's just move into our favorites, I guess. So my favorite for this week is a website and it's called imissmycafe.com. We'll have it linked below, but it's this website that you guys might've seen it on TikTok. That's where I originally saw it. And so basically it is just a sound effect website for background noise for like studying or working. Um, But it has like all the different noises you would hear in a cafe broken out. So you can adjust if you want those on and like, if so, what volume you want them. So like what combination of sounds you want. So you can turn on or off the barista noises, preparing drinks, coffee cups, other customers, machinery, rainy day and sunny day, and you can adjust all of those volumes. So for me, I think the sweet spot has been like barista, preparing drinks, coffee cups, 
at low volume and then rainy day at higher volume. And then I play jazz vibes on top. And then it kind of actually feels like you're in a cafe and like have headphones in. And it's like a sort of a muffled sound experience. I personally am not a fan of the other customers sound effect. Maybe you are. I mean, it's definitely more realistic that way. But for me, I'm like, it's like more nice to be in a empty cafe, right? Like to study. So I don't know, whatever. Do you. But it's a pretty cool website. And um, I just like having it on in the background. And there's also a little dark mode. So yeah, check it out. It's like a I think it's pretty cool. And they also have a I miss my bar and I miss the office versions as well. So you can do like different sound effects from there too. But it's a fun way to focus if like you used to be the type of person that really needed to go to a cafe or like a public place to feel motivated. I think it's very helpful. Yeah. I personally like I need to read in silence. I've never been the type like people who can do their homework with like music playing. I marvel at because I'm like, how do you do that? But I feel like once I start working full time and it's less like intense reading and especially for like more mindless tasks, that'll be nice to just have on in the background. Mm-hmm. Get the vibes going. So I'll definitely be checking that out. My favorite this week is a new Trader Joe's item. You, If you're new here, <laughs> Anya and I are huge Trader Joe's fans. Actually, at one point when we were coming up with this podcast, I think you suggested that we become a Trader Joe's podcast. Like, I'm still down to have a Trader Joe's podcast, whether it's on the side or, like, once a month integrated. That could be fun. So let, let me know. know if you want that. But my favorite is – so they're, like, the Starbursts. They're like yeah. Starbursts, but they're Starburst Trader Joe's dupes. version. I thought it was so funny that you called them dupes because I thought <laughs> I didn't that's know such what a, else like, to call them. beauty guru word. Yeah, I like... just didn't know what else to call them. The Trader Joe's Starburst version of Starburst. I don't know. They're called the Fruity Chewy Candy, and they come in, so they're like Starburst, so they're individually wrapped little, like, square pieces of taffy. They come in strawberry, orange, cherry, lemon, and raspberry. There's a few things that I like about these. First of all, there's two pink flavors, and elite personalities know that pink and red are the best flavors. So the fact that there's two pink and red, amazing, drowns out the orange, because who needs the orange? No one. Not you. Not me. (laughs) So I love that. I also like they're a bit like chewier than mm. actual Starburst. Like actual Starburst are like, I don't want to say rubbery, but like almost rubbery. And these yeah. ones are more just like melt in your mouth chewy, if that makes sense. And I personally like the texture. I can see how that might be a turnoff to some people, especially if you like prefer the sort of like harder taffy texture of t- Starburst. But I'm into them. The container is in fact empty because I finish them and I just haven't thrown it out yet but I'm glad I didn't so that I knew what they were called you should get them the next time you go to Trader Joe's because they're like a good little at your desk treat yeah I've seen them yeah they're nice because they're wrapped so you can't it's not like you can just like grab and pop them mm, that's so you true. have to unwrap them so yeah, some labor involved yeah yeah I've seen them and I've been tempted I just haven't pulled trig on it but I should yeah they had them in the um the aisle like oh, our sorry the checkout yeah yeah and I saw them in like the normal aisles and I was like meh and then we were waiting at checkout and I was like yeah I'll get them <laughs> yeah all right let's move into the episode topic which is manifestation planning Ooh. for the future all of those things like I said at the beginning of the episode this is a very timely and relevant topic for me because as you can imagine I'm doing a lot of a lot of journaling a lot of reflection. Um, I have a few hopes and goals and dreams that I'm hoping to, you know, accomplish or at the very least face in this time off. So I'm really excited for this episode. I also think that, you know, 
Anya and I are both very much type A, like borderline control freak planners. Um, And I think as we've talked about on the show numerous times, 2020 and even moving into 2021 brought us both a bit like of a rude awakening into the fact that like you can have the most airtight, picture perfect, bulletproof plan. And sometimes life just happens and it gets kind of blown apart. And so I think that having that in the back of your mind and just kind of keeping a mindset of sometimes plans don't work out, sometimes it might not be right for you as so long as you have like some sort of system in place that shows you that like you did everything you could to be successful in this and you have that sort of like trust in the universe like we talked about, then everything will be okay. And I think manifestation helps to like really build that practice into place and help you know that like so long as you're doing everything on your end, even if the plans don't go as planned, it is what it is. And we'll get more into like how to face that and all of that in the episode. Um, so yeah, I think it's also important to point out that like this can be on such a macro like life decision level. And it could also be like so micro and minute in day to day. Like I feel like the first time that I learned about manifestation, it was through our dance teacher, Sandy. And she, I don't think she called it manifestation at the time, but she basically would just say like, I, when I'm driving somewhere, I imagine there being a parking spot when I get there. And there is like, like, she's like, I just know that when I pull up to the mall, there's going to be a great parking spot right in front and it's going to be for me. And I remember just being like, hmm, Sandy's wacky. She's <laughs> the reason that we are so woo-woo. Like, truly. <laughs> but like, that was our, at least my, I think probably yours too, like first exposure to manifestation. And like, in retrospect, I'm like, damn, Sandy was really out here manifesting and like teaching us at like age 12. And like, we didn't even know. And now it's like part of our lives without even super having to try, I feel like. yeah. So yeah, but overall we're pretty new to this. I feel like at least like the more science side of it, which is what we kind of tried to focus on. So if you're skeptic, Stick around and I'll just dive into what really is manifestation. It's using practices like meditation, journaling, and positive constructive thought to help make your dreams and desires become your reality. So I know that this seems pretty, you know, magic dust in the universe. And there's a lot of conflicting information out there about manifesting and what it is and how you should do it. Some say that you just have to think positively and then positive things will happen to you. Others break it down to like mathematical steps. So I think, you know, we're just going to dive into like our perspectives on it and what's worked. And um, also just to clarify, this is the same as, I think it's the same as the law of attraction. So if you've heard that, I think it's kind of the same concept, just to be clear. Manifestation is like rooted in this idea of the law of attraction. Like manifestation is the action item of the law of attraction. (laughs) Yes. So with that, I feel like it is important to kind of point out, I think there, like anything that's a bit woo-woo, there's a lot of misconceptions and like assumptions around it. And the thing with manifestation is that it's going to look different for everyone. So I'm not trying to like talk down to anyone who has found particular ways of practicing manifestation to work for them. But I think a big critique and a concern around manifestation is this idea that if you just think positively like your life will work out. And like all there is to manifestation is like step one, have positive thoughts. The end you've manifested Mm -hmm. and like everything will come. Um, So I was reading an article from Vox and is that how you pronounce it? Vox? Oh, I've always said Vox. Vox. I guess that makes more sense. (laughs) V-O-X. I was reading an article from Vox and 
A quote in that said, there are decades of scientific research and dozens of studies proving that often positive thinking actually makes us more complacent and therefore less likely to muster the effort to achieve our goals. Mm -hmm. So again, positive think, please. It's so important. There's so many like mental health benefits to having a more positive self-talk and self-dialogue. But I think that the focus of this episode is more around the idea that while that positive self-talk, visualizing, all of that is great. And for like little things like manifesting a parking spot, obviously there's not a ton that you can do to actually make that come into fruition. So sometimes it's just nice to be hopeful and think positively in that sense. For those greater macro level accomplishments, you want to make sure that you're using manifestation and positive self-talk as a tool to motivate you and drive you to put in the effort to achieve that goal. So not only are you telling yourself, you know, I am going to get XYZ job, but you are applying to that job, applying to backup jobs, networking, like doing everything it takes to get there while hyping yourself up in the process. Yeah. And I think part of manifestation in the law of attraction too is understanding that like you might not always get what you think you want, but it's like Mm -hmm. getting what the universe intends the right path for you to be. So like I think of the job thing, for example, I actually had kind of like a different plan for what my post-grad job was going to be. And that's the job that I was manifesting like in Q1 2020. (laughs) And yeah, so that's what I had in my mind. That's what I was manifesting. I was like picturing the walk to that office. I was picturing what I would wear to that office. And that didn't work out but this job did. And it's like, I couldn't have manifested how this job turned out because I didn't even know it was an option for me, but it's obviously been the better option that the universe has thrown my way. So I think like manifesting, I think a lot of times people with with manifestation, people will say to be like very, very specific. And I just don't know how I feel about that because I think it's good and it helps you visualize what you want, but it maybe gives you a little bit of tunnel vision and like less openness to things that might be even better, if that makes sense. It's funny that you say that, And I'll probably talk about this later in the episode, but I've been doing a lot of like journal manifestation and something that I like to do is write as if the things that I want have happened. Mm -hmm. So I particularly want a specific position at the job that I'm working at over the summer. And so I wrote, I am so grateful that I received a full-time offer at company. I'm not going to say the company Mm -hmm. and that I get to dedicate my time to work that I enjoy with people that I enjoy at a company that I enjoy. And then yesterday I did that on Monday or wherever Yesterday, I changed it in my journal and I was like, I actually want to edit one of my manifestations. (laughs) Universe, if you don't mind, I'm adding an annotation. (laughs) Yeah. And I changed it to, I'm so happy I received a full-time offer at a company that I love with great Mm -hmm. people and great work or like something like that. And I think that's like the better way to do it. Yeah. Cause as I, and I guess I have sort of manifested trying to get a full-time offer at that position, but I think at the end of the day, all I want is a a full-time offer at a place that I enjoy working at. And I don't want to tunnel vision myself into, you know, that one company, because as we're going to get into with the next bullet point, there's plenty of reasons why that might not happen that have nothing to do with me. Yeah. So I don't want to put all of my eggs in that basket, so to speak, and like tell myself in my head, like, this is going to happen. This is going to happen and set myself up for disappointment. So I'll let you take the next bullet point to get sort of into like that mindset. Cause I think it's important to, you know, remember the barriers to mm-hmm. some of your goals. Also, by the way, Kylie's not working at her legal internship this summer. Oh, Hey, yeah. <laughs> I figure again, I'll talk about this, but yeah. obviously for like ethical reasons, that would make no sense for me to, <laughs> to yes. do that. Yes. Um, Lunch. Stay tuned. Yeah. Stay tuned. Yeah. Yeah. So our next, I guess, 
I don't know about tip, but I guess concept is whoop, whoop, there it is. Am I right? So whoop is a acronym that stands for wish outcome obstacle plan. And this is from the same VOX box Box. article. I think Um, box is probably right. um, So this structure, I guess you could say, allows us to take our goals and desires seriously, but also take seriously the obstacles that might be in our way that we can't foresee or control. So it's really important to understand those obstacles because once we do, we can figure out how to solve them, whether we need to postpone or rework our initial wish or whether the obstacle is insurmountable. Love that, love that vocab. And our time would be better suited towards another goal. I think this is one of those things that just makes manifestation a little more grounded in reality. Like you're not just recognizing like, I would like a million dollars tomorrow. Thank you, universe. You're like, well, what might be the obstacles to me actually getting a million dollars tomorrow? Oh, maybe the fact that I'm like not trying to or like purchase a lottery ticket or like all of those things. So yeah, or even using like, I'll use this, my sort of hoping to manifest this position at this job. Like they could not have a need for an entry-level employee. They could not have a budget for an entry-level employee. Like there's so many reasons why I couldn't get that job. So I think in my mind, I'm like, okay, my wish is to get a full-time offer at this job. The outcome that I'm seeing is me receiving this full-time offer and being very happy with my choice to work full-time at this place. But I also know in the back of my head, okay, here are these two pretty major, pretty common obstacles. So in my mind, I have to think that that means that I should apply to other jobs, continue to network, use this job and what I like about it as a jumping off point to find Mm -hmm. other positions so that if a full-time offer does not work out, I can find a full-time job in a position that I will like as much if not more and it'll be fine as opposed to like I think TikTok kind of like perpetuates the idea that's like if you just claim this energy yeah everything that you've been wanting will come your way so don't fall into that trap because that's when you that's when you start to make that that box author Mm -hmm. to those positive thinkers. An important part to manifesting is understanding if you are a present oriented or a future oriented person. So I feel like for most of us you probably have a a sense of whether you're present or future oriented. Maybe that's easier for Anya and I to say, because we're so future oriented. It's like painful. (laughs) Um, So if you are more on the fence, where did you get this table from Anya? I'm not sure, but I will find it and we'll have a link down below. I didn't note my source, bad student. Yeah, (laughs) bad student, plagiarism. But so Anya found this really helpful table. So I'm just going to read it aloud so you can kind of think about, you know, where you fall. So you might be more present oriented if you struggle to imagine the future as being too different from the present, tend to give up on your goals or plans before they come to fruition, are more spontaneous, have regular FOMO, believe that the future is uncertain, so it doesn't really matter or make sense to plan too much, and you get frustrated with people who seem to prioritize their career over their relationships. You would get very frustrated with me. And then you might be more future-oriented if you have no trouble imagining and discussing what the future might be like, Set and meet goals regularly, like to plan ahead, believe that work today will allow you to play tomorrow, trust that your plans for the future will mostly pan out, and are frustrated by people who seem to have no work ethic. So like I said, Ani and I tend to fall very much in the future-oriented category, but there's no problem at all with being present-oriented. In fact, I think the healthiest thing to be a bit of a mixture of both. Yeah. But I think kind of figuring out where you fall for manifestation purposes is really important because when you're visualizing, if it's hard for you to visualize the future, don't like, don't try to fight that and 
work in that way. Visualize the present and maybe you're more so of a manifester who takes it like goal by goal or like focuses more at that micro level to achieve greater goals as time goes on. Whereas people like Anya and I are more focused on the big goal and visualizing that and then taking the micro steps in our day-to-day lives to achieve it. Yeah. So I also wanted to make that point that like, I feel like this chart, the way it describes it kind of makes people that are present oriented sound worse, but I don't think that's true. Like I think I'm often jealous of people that are present oriented because like you're more spontaneous, you prioritize your relationships and like you believe that the future is uncertain, which like it is. And so I think there's definitely pros and cons to both, but I think knowing which you are can make it easier to set up like a manifestation plan. Yeah. Because if you know that you're future oriented, you might need to focus more on like the obstacles part of it and be like, okay, I know that I can have all these plans for myself, but like, I'm going to have to focus on the potential obstacles in the way. Whereas if you're more present oriented, you might just have to like train yourself on manifesting at all because like the future isn't a big priority to you. So you might be thinking, what does this even have to do with planning for the future? How should I even know what I should be manifesting? Great questions. Same. So I saw this quote on Pinterest when I was doing a little research for this episode that said, the doing is more important than the dreaming. So I think that's a good grounding for this episode in general of like, we're not saying picture yourself living in a mansion and the next day you'll get a call and you'll live in a mansion, but picture yourself living in a mansion, get a nice job, save a lot of money, work for like 10 years, and then maybe you'll live in a mansion. So I really liked that quote, the doing is more important than the dreaming, but the dreaming is still important, I think. Um, So some ways to make it more practical and like tactical in your life are to make a list of what you want to accomplish or a vision board or mind map if you're more of a visual type of person and you can explore journaling Kylie mentioned that she's been doing a lot of journaling so I don't know if you want to add like what questions you've been asking yourself but some of the ones that came to mind for me are like when am I my happiest why do I want to change what can I do now to get closer to the future that I want I don't know do you have any ones that you would add yeah I I don't necessarily approach journaling from like a question standpoint. (laughs) Yeah. I just more so think about like, I guess the, why do I want to change is probably like the really big one that I've been parsing out, which I guess makes sense because I just made a huge change in my life. So I'm just trying to parse out those feelings. I think for me, a lot of my favorite techniques with manifesting and journaling is more so like the visualizing aspect and writing from future me. But yeah, so I will keep you guys updated. Journaling is something that I really want to do throughout this whole leave of absence process, not only to help myself out, but I think it'll be a really cool thing to look back on. Uh, So I will keep you guys updated on various questions and things like that that have helped me just think about what I want and manifest it. Yeah. And I think manifestation, because you end up being so much more in touch with who you are and what you want and what you want your future to look like, you're able to trust your own instincts more because you have an idea of what your ideal looks like. So through practices like journaling, mind map, whatever works for you, you'll be more in tune with yourself and you'll just get these gut feelings if you know you're on the right path and you'll turn down opportunities that don't serve you and you'll chase ones that do more easily than you would if you didn't have a vision for your future plan. Next, we want to talk a little bit about micro planning. Like Anya said at the beginning, manifestation kind of encompasses micro macro but there's a lot that goes into it so we are going to link a harvard business review article in the description that talks a little bit more about micro planning 
but a few excerpts that we liked from it are that adaptability is the key ingredient, but I don't mean to just go with the flow and take life as it comes to you. This brand new, this new brand of adaptability channels our desire to make a strategic plan while building in plan checkpoints for course correction as new information arises in circumstances shift it's called micro planning so this honestly sounds a lot like whoop in a way yeah. like just facing your obstacles head on instead of just like ignoring them and focusing on positive thinking like a lot of the time like we've talked about manifestation sometimes the future that you're envisioning isn't necessarily the right one for you and like you're in the right track of you know a good job or good grades or go getting into a school that you'll love but for you the school you love might be harvard and as the plan goes on you might learn that Yale is the better choice for you. Heck, if you have choices between Harvard and Yale, you're killing it already. That was just the first schools that came to my mind because I gossip girl I did, energy. I did not manifest Harvard or Yale. Maybe that's why I didn't go there. But yeah, so just being adaptable and being realistic and grounded in your manifestation process, micro planning can really help implement that and make sure that you're not just you're not too woo-woo. You're just a little woo-woo. Yeah, it really reminds me of what Sarah from Holdet said in our year anniversary episode, where she was basically like make a plan but hold it loosely. This is like sort of the same school thought but just more granular and then another excerpt uh, about micro planning is that it takes a larger vision and breaks it down into yearly quarterly monthly weekly and daily check-in practices to plan and adjust as necessary we get some of the same stabilizing effects that a five-year plan may have given us but with shorter chunks of planning that make more sense in our current economic and cultural context so kind of breaking that down, there's six elements to micro planning. First is your purpose. Second is the year. Third is quarters. Fourth is months. Five is weeks. And six is days. So it's literally, this is similar to, um, is it the big, hairy, audacious goals? Oh yeah, sort of. But I think the biggest thing is like just breaking it down. You know what I mean? Taking, so you have this goal of getting into Harvard or Yale or wherever the heck you're going and being able to then take it down into, well, what can I do in a year? What can I do in, you know, the quarters every three months or so? What can I do every month? All the way down to like, what can I do every single day to work towards that goal? Again, is just such a great way to keep you grounded in the goal and also help you assess as you go along something as simple as like you didn't score as high in your SATs. Okay, maybe... Gale wasn't the option. Maybe Stanford, you dummy, is the better one. No, I'm kidding. But you guys know what I mean. Like, I think being able to take your goals and break them down not only makes them a lot less overwhelming, but also gives you the tools you need to like stay realistic and analyze how it's going, where you need to adjust and really like implement that idea of whoop, facing those obstacles head on but still reminding yourself that this is a dream you have, this is a goal you have, and, you know, hyping yourself up as necessary. Yeah, and the title of this article was How to Plan Your Life When the Future is Foggy at Best, and it was written during pandemic times, and it really, I think, was the whole basis of the article of, like, well, now everyone's five-year plan is messed up. Like, what do we do? We just, Do we stop making five-year plans? And so I like that this is a solution that still lets you have a plan, but have it make more sense in your current context. So, like, the fact that you have to change it along the line, like, along the way is not a failure. It's actually a success that like you're recognizing that and you're able to pivot and make adjustments rather than just like sticking with this thing that's not realistic anymore if that makes sense yeah heck that's what I did (laughs) (laughs) that's what I'm doing right now (laughs) (laughs) so now 
kind of rounding out the episode a little bit, we wanted to move into some resources if you want to learn more about manifestation. So the first one is a book. And okay, so you guys may have heard of The Secret by um, Rhonda Byrne. And a lot of people talk about that and recommend it as like an intro to manifestation book. But I've personally heard that it's actually really hard to read and it's very abstract and really hard to grasp. So she actually has another book called How the Secret Changed My Life. So I don't know if like it's recommended that you read The Secret first, but I think this how, how The Secret Changed My Life is more about how the law of attraction has worked for other people. So it tells like anecdotes about how people have manifested things in their own life. So I think it's like supposed to be a little more approachable. But yeah, let me know if you've read either of them. I have not, but I've had The Secret on my list for a while. And this is kind of convincing me to read How the Secret Changed My Life instead. Yeah, I also want to point out that that Fox article, which will also be linked down below. I don't know if I said that, was a bit critical of The Secret. Uh, so just kind of keeping that in mind, it sounds like how the secret changed my life, like hearing other people's stories, I don't think necessarily is super harmful or anything like that, but just always keep a critical eye. Our next resource is The Source, written by Dr. Tara Swart, I believe is how you say her last name. Um, and this is a more science-based approach to manifestation. But yeah, so it basically looks at how the mind processes information to influence our behaviors and actions and using more that- more science-based yeah. approach, yeah. Yeah, like figuring out, I guess it's more like the science-based approach to positive thinking and how that could be used as motivation. Yeah, like I think it kind of is literally about like how your biology is like wired differently if you think positively. Yeah, which is true. That's all I've heard. I haven't started thinking positively yet, but I'm working on it. <laughs> um, and then the last one is, well, it's the original one is You Are About Us. And then she also has You Are About Us and Making Money. And I read You Are About Us like maybe a year and a half ago. I haven't read the You Are About Us and Making Money one, but in the Making Money one, oh, this is by um, Jen Sincero, by the way. Um, she talks about living in a converted garage and then ending up traveling the world in five-star hotels in a matter of years. And it talks a lot about limiting blocks. So basically, I guess basically just like limiting beliefs that you have about yourself like I don't deserve to travel I don't make that enough money to travel like those types of things and how to like work through that so I think it's pretty interesting and I I enjoyed You Are A Badass I think she's a good author so agreed agreed I also read You Are A Badass and it's a good one and then I just have one podcast recommendation I was kind of surprised that I couldn't come up with more but I guess I just don't really listen to that many specifically about manifestation mm -hmm. but the one that I do know of is Expanded by Lacey Phillips um, and I don't listen to it religiously but if I see it an episode title that catches my eye I'll listen and I do like it when I do but if you have other recommendations let us know maybe we'll post like an instagram story the week of because i'm surprised i don't know more yeah for sure that is our episode on manifesting like we said we are you know new to this process not experts by any means but i think the biggest takeaway is that you know positive self-talk and visualizing the life that you want for yourself is super super important just make sure that you're not getting you know so wrapped up in that that you're not taking the steps to actually get there you, life is hard takes a lot of hard work to get the things that you want. I think positive thinking, visualizing, manifesting can really help keep you in that positive, motivated headspace, but make sure that you're working hard for your goals and you can have your dream life. At least that's what I'm hoping, so. <laughs> yeah, I think we're both really taking this manifestation energy into this next phase of life with us. So if you are having some sort of life change as well definitely recommend following along with us and if you're not you can manifest the change that you're looking for that's what kyle and i were doing this last year so yeah <laughs> yeah retweet on that <laughs> if you want to keep up uh beyond the show you can follow us on instagram it's just at two degrees hotter we also have an anonymous suggestion box where you can send us recommendations for episode topics if you don't want to dm them and i think that's everything
Yeah. And leave us a five-star review if you haven't yes. already. Like we said, it's super helpful. But other than that, we will chat with you guys next Tuesday. Bye guys. Yes. Have a great week.